recording in progress. Welcome to Taco Street. We're back. We have three other boys again. And at this point, if you can't figure out right now, you can guess who's missing. It starts with a W. But anyways, we're here to talk about some anime, some video games. But before we get into the anime, well, I guess the show that we're watching, we're going to talk about some we're going to talk about some news that I have at least. Go on. So one, Adam, I don't think you watched this show yet, but Villain Saga Season 2 has been confirmed to be in production. And there's a teaser for that. It's about a minute and 48 seconds. Villain Saga is about Vikings or something. So it's about this young boy named Thorfinn. He like admires his father Thor's. And not so I don't get too much spoilers. I just want to say this is I'm about to say just watch it. Just watch it. This is about Thorfinn's journey. That's all I can really say about it while giving away any spoilers. And watch it on Prime if you have Prime. You can watch go it there. Watch it, Adam. I swear to God, go watch it. What is it called? Uh, Villain Saga. Villain Saga? Saga with the V, yeah. Binlin Saga. Yes. Uh, that's what they uh, that's what they called Canada when uh, the Vikings uh, traveled and met Native Americans. Yes. Oh, didn't know that. Okay then. So yep. you, should, you should definitely go ahead and watch that, especially because you just played um, Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla. I think that would be a great transition of what you just played. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And I, as that a joke, I tell Chris, it's Assassin's Creed Valhalla. <laughs> or Assassin's Creed. No, Assassin's Creed Vinland Saga. I just said the regular name with the title. <laughs> is it an anime? It is. It is. It's about 26 episodes long, but the first episode is about 44 minutes or so. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. But, but after that's a regular it's, it's regular. It's oh, worth God. every second of it. I, t- I kid you not, it's worth every second of it, Adam. Watch All it. right. All right. I'll give it a shot. And other news. The Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2 has been postponed until April of... 2022 and it was originally supposed to be released in well before it got delayed the first time it was supposed to be released in october of this year mm-hmm. yeah we we talked about that a little bit jamal and as i always tell you if something's going to be delayed i'm all about it just delay it just delay it i would mm-hmm. much rather you stop the product from coming out and we get a better product later on then you trying to force it, i.e. what happened with cyberpunk. Yep. Facts. Try to force facts. it down our goddamn throats and then we get the product that we get instead of something that could be great or what it should have been, what the artist intended it to be. But Don't sell a promise, deliver a promise. There you go. And then in other news, so we all know about Full Metal Alchemist. And I just saw that the creator of Full Metal Alchemist is supposed to launch a new manga. So that's going to be interesting. I didn't see what the title was. I just saw this today. But yeah, uh, they're going to make a new manga. Our style will still be the same because, you know, mangas are usually like that. But yeah, seems interesting. And I'm looking forward to, you know, how that goes. It's a spinoff series called Full Metal Physicist. (laughs) (laughs) I really hope so. That'd be gold. (laughs) Uh, so that's all you got for news for today. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that's all the news I have. I don't have out, and I think well, one more thing. There's supposed to be like a Demon Slayer, like news. Um, I do know that it's either a light novel or manga. Well, they're making a light novel of Demon Slayer, and it's supposed to take place 
starting with season two, but also I think they're supposed to make a manga that talks, it's like kind of like a spinoff a little bit, but it talks about, I guess, a team up between the water Hashira and the fire Hashira. Uh, it's, it seems like Demon Slayer has been hitting on all cylinders lately. As we know, they're about to come out with that video game as well. So they're uh, doing all types of stuff. I got to get on that wave and get on it and then watch the movie after you finish the first season. But do not watch the movie before you finish the first season. That wouldn't make much sense. Oh, you guys. Hey, your videos are back. Nice. Hey, this and for those of you guys who don't know, we were frozen on Adam's screen. And you're frozen. Oh, and we're back to being frozen. But <laughs> you guys can still hear us, so it's all good. We'll figure this out one day, Adam. We'll get it right. <laughs> but guess what? Adam is frozen on our screen, and he is glee as fuck. Oh, no, now it's over. <laughs> it's a little janky today. I'm in a, I'm in a different room than I usually record in, so. Okay. Um, so back to other news. Uh, I just wanted to bring up briefly the Switch OLED model. I am highly, highly, highly disappointed. I was mad as shit because it is the same exact system with a little bit bigger screen with the OLED. Don't get me wrong. I am a big component of the OLED screen. I I love my Vita. You guys all know I love my goddamn Mm -hmm. Vita. But at the same time, why is it that we're... We already live in a future where systems have refreshes, where the insides of the system get changed and we get a more powerful system, right? I.e. the PS4 and the PS4 Pro and the Xbox, the Xbox series, you know, incremental upgrades are already a thing. The Switch could have easily added a better chip, easily gave us some more RAM, easily uh, gave us a couple more gigs, something to incentivize us over a bigger screen and a better screen. That's all that they gave us. I, I don't know. I guess I'm just of the mind of, like I said, that we could get something better instead of them doing the same thing and a bigger screen, better screen. I mean, to be fair, they did announce already this year that we shouldn't expect any major graphical upgrades from the Switch this year. Why? Why shouldn't we, especially if they're going to charge more? Like, Every other time that we've gotten a system revision, it takes over what is the original product and it remains the same price, does it not? With all the 3DSs and the 2DSs. In fact, with the 2DS line, it got cheaper. So, Chris, I'm just going to briefly interrupt you. Uh, You are talking way too close to the microphone. I apologize. There we go. That's better. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, it's all good. I thought about it too. I'm like, uh, oh, I can handle it. I can just edit it out. But hey, I guess better sooner than never. There, there, there we go. We, we, we fixed the peaks now. Exactly. But what are you guys' thoughts on it? I mean, I think it's just part of the course. Like every system nowadays, like every generation, they'll just release a new a newer console a new ver- newer version of the of the same console with incremental improvements but you know there's not a major difference from like my xbox one is like the first generation like back from like 2013 or something and i know that they came out with the one x a few years later uh i think they might have had another one in there at some point it's just like 
it's always the same thing pretty much except like you guys uh, or chris mentioned like there's a few more gigs here and there but like nintendo's just going the route of having an oled screen fuck it they're they're, they're money hungry bastards anyway so they're just gonna we're probably gonna get like two new switches over the years anyways we're just, mm-hmm. they're just gonna keep on making the fucking screen bigger so i don't care i don't i'm not getting a new switch doesn't doesn't really impress me at all yeah i find it very hard at least as a competitive like product standpoint just because like if you already have a switch unless and this all what i'm saying only applies if you're not like a super diehard nintendo fan like you have to collect every single nintendo thing right but yes if you already have a switch you're not going to feel an incentive to get the oled one if you're focused on handheld i mean you will already get the switch light so why would someone want to get oled unless they just prefer that oled screen but i see someone just strictly getting the light since it's a lot cheaper other than that unless you really just like the regular size of the switch and you want to focus primarily on handheld and then use it like as the secondary console and you already don't have a switch, then I see the OLED as something that somebody would get. But other than that, if you already have a switch, there's not really an incentive to buy one, especially since we know Nintendo will make some new console with a graphical upgrade. So it's already better to just simply wait. Right. We're all, what, what are we already half? Yeah, we're literally halfway through this co- console generation. If we go by, you know. Um, oh, like past trends or something. Yeah. Like, we're already halfway through. We're at four years now. So that's why I guess I was just expecting more from them at this point, because like I said, we've seen what incremental upgrades we can get with the PS4 Pro and with the Xbox One X, right? So I was just expecting them to just be like, you know, maybe give us some 4K. That would be cool. But I'll settle and wait for them just like I always do. Nintendo, I'll wait. Mm-hmm always come crawling back exactly you might go away but you'll be back oh yeah. and your money will be in your hands it will gladly accept it all all that money exactly how they they feel about pokemon yep speaking <laughs> of which i actually heard they are making an entire pokemon based theme park in japan where you like it's like in a forest or something like that oh yeah i did hear about that yeah and then you can quote unquote catch like 50 different types of pokemon and all the, apparently all the, like the pokemon i don't, I, I assume that they're going to be like animatronic or something but like they're all going to be made out of like natural resources or whatever so they're not like just hunks of metal and plastic walking around the woods it's having some robotic sound like beak got you yeah <laughs> sounds fucking terrifying <laughs> Dude, imagine going in that forest at night and you hear fucking a Zubat just like flying around and shit. Like, oh, dude, this is terrifying. Fucking awful. Five nights at Freddy, but Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, couldn't do it. Fucking, uh, what was the one thing that I wanted to talk about? Oh, the new Assassin's Creed. So basically, in a nutshell, Assassin's Creed Ubisoft is kind of abandoning the uh, mainline Assassin's Creed story games. You know, in another sense, they're basically just getting rid of Assassin's Creed 1, 2, Brotherhood, that type of game, right? 
and they're going towards a live support model where it's just Assassin's Creed Infinity whenever it is released. It's just going to be that game. And they're releasing different stories and characters or whatever in that game forever. And that is just Assassin's Creed now. So I hope people are satisfied with the latest game and how it looks and how it played because that's all it's going to be now. That's how Assassin's Creed is going to be forever. Uh, Ubisoft really wants to do some kind of multiplayer, I guess, community thing. And it is killing off their story slowly. I mean, go ahead, but at least finish off this series right and then do something like that. Yeah. Like, that just blows me. Go ahead and call me a boomer, but I like my single player games that start and have a middle and then have an end. There's already too many things to play. I don't want to have another thing that I feel like I have to play forever to to keep up with whatever the fuck is going on, man. You buy a book that has 500 pages, right? And you're like, okay, this will take maybe like a couple weeks to read or whatever, depending on how much time I have. And I'll come back to it every once in a while and eventually I'll finish it. Then the person who wrote the book comes into your house while you're sleeping and inserts pages. So now there's not 500, there's 570. Like, where did those 70 pages come from? I might as well read them. Then the next night, there's 623 pages in the book. Where did these fucking pages come from? Oh, it's Ubisoft. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, it sounds like a great story in the making. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect analogy. It's so fucking frustrating. No, it absolutely is. Like, like I said, it's okay for them to do the games as a service. It's okay. But alongside are what we get traditionally, not in place of. We don't want that in place. Nobody wants this. Nobody asked for the shit. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to say that. Like, whose idea was this? Like, I understand, dude, I don't know how they fucking made this many Assassin's Creed games because they're way too large. They take way too long. There's too many fucking missions all the time. How do you just not get bored and like burnt out of making these fucking games? And now you want to provide 24-7 like service to this game and always be inserting things? What the fuck is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? Just like you, Adam, the last two Assassin's Creed games, I had to play up until a certain point and then I stopped playing it and then I went back and finished it because it was entirely too I put 70 hours into Assassin's Creed Odyssey the first time around and then I put 40 hours into it to beat it so I put 110 hours into the game in total like I don't know how you can keep doing that I was telling Chris this last night just I already know they already kind of like do like an HD like remaster the Ezio trilogy just reboot it, remake it, but with the graphics and the gameplay that you have in the new games now. Or if you're going to do this Assassin's Creed Infinity shit, make it actually Assassin's Creed, please. Because at least I haven't played these recent games. The last Assassin's Creed game I played was Unity. But a lot of them now just seems they're basically going with the historic route and just putting an Assassin's Creed title over it. So it's like more historical thing and less Assassin's Creed. But in that sense, Ghost of Tsushima did a better job with that. 
because like what you still get that same feel but it's not an assassin's creed game it's its own game i'm not sure like what the discussions were at the fucking board meetings coming up for these game uh with the ideas for these games obviously it's cool like an assassin who's in ancient egypt an assassin in ancient greece and then a viking assassin you're like conceptually those are fucking awesome things but then i i played odyssey out of this trilogy i played odyssey first and i was like this has nothing to do with fucking assassins at all it's just i played as cassandra i didn't play as uh, alexios i think that's like the canon version anyways mm-hmm. but then i was like the gameplay's fun the story's fine it's kind of predictable but like it's just a fun game it has nothing to do with fucking assassins at all and then I enjoyed it nonetheless. I tried to play Origins. It was a little bit slower and like not as intriguing for me, but still a cool concept. Had actually something to do with Assassins because apparently uh, What's-His-Face was the first Assassin. Chronologically in the whole Assassin's Creed universe, that's the first one. And then Valhalla, Eivor is cool, but he's not a fucking Assassin. He even gets, first of all, you have to play the game for fucking 700 hours in order to fucking get to the end of it. So then you get to the end of the game. Spoilers for those who are listening and want to play the game. Oh, well, yeah, but it's not really like a story spoiler. It's kind of once you once you complete the order or whatever, like you have to kill all these order members and you don't even have to do that to beat the game. And then once you do that, you go talk to this assassin who's like in your camp and he's like, you know, you'd make a pretty good assassin. Right. And then Abor is like, yeah, but you guys are like fucking losers. Like I just kill people because it's. It's what I like to do. And he's like, okay, so that's it. I'm not an assassin. So what the fuck is the point of the game? Why is it called Assassin's Creed then? It's just Viking story or some shit. Like fucking... Yes. Oh, fuck, man. Viking side story. See, if they sold it as a Viking game, I probably would have got it then. But you're selling it as an Assassin's game. And I'm like, it looks cool. But this is not Assassin's Creed. You can't put the title because then I'm expecting Assassin's Creed because that's what you're. That's the title of the game. I think that they they just gotten to the point now where they're like, oh yeah, if we're gonna do historic games, we gotta attach the Assassin's Creed name to it. But at the same time, they went off and they were like, okay, well, we just want to do that pirate game again. So yeah, Skull and Bones, which we still haven't seen to this day, mind you, we haven't seen that since like twenty. I want to say 2017 is when they oh, brought it up. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. They wanted you to, Jamal. They haven't said a goddamn thing about it, so they wanted you to forget about it. Um, it's it's insane. Like I said, that they, they keep attaching these historical titles just because the Assassin's Creed name has so much cachet. I get it, but you could make new IPs. You could, And just because you're Ubisoft, people will come and buy them, but... To try to say that these new games of the Assassin's, these are not the same Assassin's Creed games. These are not what we grew up with. This is not the SCL trilogy. This is not even Assassin's Creed 4 or Unity, the last one that you played. This is something completely different. They've completely shifted and they're trying to say that this is what it is. No. My favorite Assassin's Creed is uh, the one where Chris backs off the microphone. (laughs) Assassin's Creed. (laughs) Silence. Assassin's Creed, stop <laughs> shouting. <laughs> all right. So let's go ahead and shift gears now that we're all done bitching and moaning about the things that don't really matter. Who wants to lead us into episode six 
of uh, Joran. I, I, I don't fucking know how to say the name ever. Just say whatever you want. Because even the show hasn't even said the damn name yet. So we're going with whatever. Like I said, I was hoping that we get the big Joran uh, reveal this episode, but no dice. (laughs) So Joran and the Princess of Blood and Snow, episode six. This episode, I felt like, was pretty self-explanatory. Or... It was pretty straightforward. We cut through a lot of bullshit, and it was just like, "Yeah, we're giving we're giving you the meat and potatoes right right away. We're giving you what you came for." But at the same time, there was not a lot of action in this episode, and not a lot of twists and turns. They hinted at a couple things here and there, gave us some Easter eggs, but nothing really crazy happened. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but it it was a little underwhelming when I was expecting more of a hype episode because of the pattern that we've gotten so far. Yeah, it was definitely a um another slower episode, but it actually did a lot more than uh some of the other episodes I've done in terms of like um developing the story. Not to say that like any episode has done none of that, but like this one it definitely cleared thing it, this was like in my opinion the most understandable episode i think like obviously the plot was for sawa to fake her death which we didn't know but you know we knew that she wasn't gonna just die that was the whole plot to get her out of the organization and the way asahi was like the main character in that little development i actually really like that side note the voice actress for uh, asahi is phenomenal in my opinion. Yeah, there's a lot of emotion that comes out that little girl's mouth, so I definitely yeah. appreciate that she had her own time to shine. Yeah. But we didn't really get to see much of that up until this point, and she had a big role to play, so yeah, props this, to that. this is definitely an Asahi episode. The only thing that I want to know is how the fuck she dug her up in 15 minutes. That's, that's what, what that's I'm what saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. How long did it, like, 15 minutes, like, how long did she wait until they're out of sight? Because, like, what? They... I would have waited a good bit until I knew they were gone because uh-huh. they could turn around any moment and just been like, saw her digging up the freaking grave and then she would have been dead right there and like, what are you doing? Uh, yep. uh, uh, I miss yeah. Oni, I miss Oni-chan. You know what's crazy is like, if you if you looked at it, it, it straight up, she didn't even just dig like the top of the casket out. She like dug around the casket too. Right. Barehanded. <laughs> With those small hands. Is this fucking toddler a superhuman? What is going on? Like that scene, obviously they didn't really need to do a whole lot of thought on it, but also would have appreciated some some logic in that excavation. I guess the, oh, it, it was raining, so it was really muddy. It was soft dirt for her to get, be able to get through, I guess is what the logic was behind it, but no, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on that one. And maybe she picked up a shovel at some point because that dirt looked way too uh, perfect around those edges, like you said, Adam. Mm-hmm. And there's something also wanted to mention, but just to give a little context. So for those of you that don't know, because there are definitely some that listen to our show that don't watch it. So last episode ended with Asahi gave Sawa some poison that Makoto gave Asahi. But it wasn't really poison. It just gives a near-death experience. That lasts for about three hours. 
So Makoto explained to Asahi all that she had to do. And there was a point, and this explanation took place several episodes back, back in episode two, when Makoto first gave Asahi the poison. And we didn't see any of this explanation until today, which is what happened over, I want to say about 10 minutes of the, the episode. We were going back and forth between Makoto explaining what was going on and what was going to happen and what Asahi would have to do in the situation or she was going to get killed by Jin and it was going to be quick. So she had to play her part and play it well. Exactly. And there's something else I wanted to know. So while Makoto was explaining to Asahi that around 1.30, and this is translation on Crunchyroll, I don't know if translation changed by, you know, whoever is streaming um, the show, but the translations on Crunchyroll said that Makoto was saying that at 1.30, a messenger boy, and the messenger boy is the one that usually comes and sells a book to Sawa. We've seen him in episode one, I think. Yep. Or episode two, one of those. But anyways, Makoto said around 1.30, a messenger boy would come. Yet on the clock, it was 11.30. So I don't know if the translation was wrong or that clock is just two hours damn slow. I was like, what the heck? Like, how are you going to say 1.30? I'm like, I'm looking at the clock, and then it's I know that says 11.30, unless Japan has some funky-ass clocks that I have no idea about. But that definitely says 11.30. Maybe it was saying that it was 11.30 right now. Maybe that, I, I don't know. That's the only thing that I could think of. But no, yeah. that can't make I sense because the near-death experience lasts for three hours. I know, <laughs> I know. Well, Jamal, Jamal, I was right there with you. I, I saw the clock, and I was like, that doesn't make sense, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, I actually had to watch on my phone. So and that was a very quick flash of the clock. So I didn't even notice. But shit, I don't know. You might have caught the the entire show uh, on a on a flib fib. Mm-hmm. That's what a fib. We call them twice this episode now. <laughs> so These guys suck. And then Jin comes up. Obviously, he has to play play dumb because Mako said Jen will kill her. Damn, it's going to just kill her right then and there. Shit. Mm-hmm. But after seeing later in this episode, I wouldn't put the patch. I don't know if I'll put the patch in. He kind of like puts some niceness and some cool hardness. I have no idea. But anyways, Jen inspects Elwa. She's dead. Jen believes Asahi. They go to the grave. Jen calls in the cleaners and the cleaners just bury Sawa up. And then after they're done, they leave. Jin just says, okay, I see you can stay. I'll have someone pick you up later. And tomorrow you're going to be taken to an orphanage. So you can decide what to do then. So as soon as Jin leaves, Asi has allegedly 15 minutes with those smallest hands to dig up some dirt in the rain. Maybe because it was raining, she didn't have to dig as hard. I don't know, but she did a damn good job. Her hands were the shovels themselves. And she dug cleanly around that. The fact that they just left her there, that was funny as shit to me. I was like, I know Japan's supposed to be a relatively safe place, but they just left her. Like, yeah, somebody will be here later. See you later. What did he mean by later? Like he said, I'll have a car come pick you up later. When is that, Jin? Three hours? Four hours? 20 minutes? Who, who knows? There wasn't a very clear description of when that was going to happen, but we're starting to learn that Jin is both a bastard and i don't want to say caring but like there's a side of him that like just wants to 
take care of business, but doesn't want to do anything extra. So I don't know. It's very, very typical uh, anime sad boy type of guy. But he's he's still dope. I can't wait to see like what. Well, I said that this this episode had very few twists and turns, but there was a little bit of a a, a kind kind of twist at the end there. I want to talk about that explicitly at the end. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll save it. We'll save it because we got to, some other stuff to talk about. Uh, I, Adam, I I was talking to you a little bit about this earlier, but during that, I, I said we had a little bit of an Easter egg with the um, with the fact that I think that elena is still alive and that she's had her baby some somewhere right like we were talking about their bodies were not burnt in in that building last episode and we didn't even see their face no i mean as far as you know oh the context of like their death it didn't really make much sense but what we saw of their bodies yeah exactly it didn't match up with, with what we knew to be evident right so like i said in this episode they said something about oh, it's a boy, ma'am. But they didn't show anybody. They didn't show anything during that specific time. It just was kind of in passing during during the time when all of this other stuff was going on. Like what? Can you describe the scene? Because I do not remember that. Are you talking about the dream scene? It was, it was like right before the dream scene. But I think, wasn't Asahi still digging up? Didn't it transition from Asahi digging up Sawa to the dream scene though because there was nothing on the screen i don't know if that was a part of the dream scene i i guess it might it must have been the the, uh the transition to the dream scene because mm. that's that's what was going on so it might have been the dream it might have just been the dream and i may have and i just may be tripping but i just thought maybe they were trying to elude that uh, Lane is still alive. I mean, they could be. You never know with anime. So, yeah, I think it was just a, a swerve because obviously, you know, Sawa opens her eyes and she's sitting there with Makoto and Elena and they're drinking and stuff. And you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And then you realize, like, oh, this is probably just a, a dream sequence. And I think that was just like a swerve to make people briefly get their hopes up that Elena's still alive. I still think that she's actually dead. I would like to be surprised and proven wrong, but I don't think that we learned that this episode. Her dream was kind of trippy. How in transition from holding Elena's baby to holding Asahi, now Asahi like, I killed Yukimura, Yukimura's dead. I'm like, the fuck? And with a whole smile on her face after she was like beat up or dirt from the explosion that we saw had it happen in like mm-hmm. her flashback some episodes back. I was like, damn girl, you are tripped. And then Asahi exploded into a bunch of red flower petals, and then Sawa started falling upside down, and then she woke up to a screaming child, so that's always nice. You have died and been reborn. I killed Yukimura. Oni-chan! Oni-chan! The number of times she fucking said Oni-chan in this episode made me want to rip my ears off. It was great. (laughs) Good lord. So Sawa still, I thought Sawa got over her depression thing, but I guess not because she was still about it. And also he just had to basically drag her to be like, listen, I, I'm risking my life so you can be free, so we can be free. You're coming with me. <laughs> Wake up. Help me. 
Please. <laughs> so then they start running away. I think, is that the tunnel that they took the treasure in in episode two? I think it's the same tunnel. I think it's the same tunnel. And then not the same, but it's just a similar one. Okay. I don't know if it's the, the exact same one, but I think they all interconnect. Yeah. I think it's the same system. Oh, true, true, true. Okay. Right. But that was also interesting because at the end, they finally get to the cabin or whatever, or even in the inside the tunnel, uh, Sewa's like, nah i'm good you know i could just go turn myself in and you know they, they might spare us both like i just did all of this for you no we're not turning back we're going to do this so i like that uh Asahi was not backing down at this point mm-hmm. yeah and then was the very next scene was that when Jin went to the doctor i think so because then that's when we started seeing more of Jin throughout the episode yeah Jin really had to intimidate him by taking out the knife and slicing up like his glasses in half in half while they're on his face right how much precision like you got to avoid his nose and get close enough to take his glasses but not cut him and then bring it back i'm like yo what the fuck who is this guy how disrespectful it's so disrespectful i don't have another pair of those you bastard like this is 19 uh what was 1930s Something like that. I think Jin also doesn't agree with how the government is being run because he made one comment about like, I forgot what the comment was, something about living in a place that none of those things matter or I don't know, something. Uh, The doctor was basically saying that even if you find Makoto or you do what you're trying to do, like it's not going to matter because the government's going to be overthrown. Yeah, at some point, just a matter of one. Yeah, it's not a matter of if, it's more when. So then that caused a twitch in Jin's hand, which I guess is referring to him having his own agenda, which was further proven by the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. So then uh, he gets a little bit more information out of the doctor about Makoto and Makoto having the blue blood samples. And then... He kills a doctor. The doctor, yep. Shocker, great. Everybody's just fucking dying in the show, so that's cool. <laughs> Everybody. And then, did we go to the scene with Makoto next? I'm pretty sure that's what happens next. Like in the forest? Oh, oh. I think before that was Jin talking to Yoshinobu. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, with that whole meeting with all the ministers. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then, uh, first of all, I'm excited to see what, what uh, Yoshinobu looks like in the show. Mm-hmm. Same. So, he's basically saying to all the ministers, like, we're going to basically rule with an iron fist type of shit if the police can't take care of the insurrectionists then just send in the army exactly because the prime minister of foreign affairs he couldn't i guess for the french wasn't budging about some type of deal so yoshinobu was like all right we're gonna raise taxes we're gonna raise money to compensate and then that's when Minister of like I don't know military or whatever was talking about how yeah rule with the iron fist and stuff. The minister of war, I think, something like that. Yeah, like I forgot what it was exactly. Because that's not going to upset the people at all anymore. Nope, at all. They're going to roll with it. Like here, take my well, take my money. Already disgruntled people are not are are not going to be upset that you're raising taxes. No. 
Yeah, and then he has this meeting with Yoshinobu. They're still trying to look for Makoto. Apparently, they're on their trail, as we soon find out. And then... Did you notice that the first thing that I noticed in that, in that part was that people who were looking for Makoto were speaking in English. So where the fuck is she? Is she in America? Is she in America right now? Well, because remember, uh, Jin said that the Englishman was found in his car dead and we know who did it and it's Makoto or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so I guess because Makoto has been on the run, she is in the UK uh, somewhere. Um, Because obviously she's running in the woods, who knows where. And then you all of a sudden hear two British dudes saying, where is she? Or no, uh, where is he? They think that Makoto's yeah, a boy. Yeah, Makoto's a man. Yeah, that's what they think. And uh, so I was like, what the fuck? What is, where, how did she get there? I'm sure we'll find out soon. But dog, what the fuck? Like, she was tripping. She was. It's the medicine. Uh, you remember the doctor told her if she takes the pain pills and mm. the the stuff together that she'll start hallucinating. So she, But the fact that she was hallucinating the snake, she was tripping balls. <laughs> Hell yeah. And then she looked at the blood samples in the in the case. And I'm wondering if that was just showing us that she still has them or if she's considering taking a sample. I think she's going to consider taking that shit, especially if she's tripping that hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that was crazy. And then just before we go into the next scene, I'm going to like counteract. I think those two people might. And I just thought about this might be the cleaners. Remember, there's two cleaners out digging up the grave and Jen said, I need you guys for something else. Now, we haven't seen what they're being used for unless we see them in the next episode. And maybe this happened no English also. But those could be the two cleaners since Jin apparently knows that he's tracking Makoto and everything. Because that's why he went to the hospital to begin with. Yeah, there you go. But do you think that they would send cleaners after Makoto? Like, even injured, they got to know that Makoto is deadly because of the nature of the job, right? So... I feel like they would have to send in somebody with some more provenance or somebody with, you know, some more cachet. I don't know. I mean, what Jin Barry Sawa, I thought, I found it strange that it waited until later on the episode where Tokugawa said, bring her body, bring her dead body. I thought that would happen already, which would have made Asahi's operation even more difficult. Right. So I don't know, maybe. Because uh, he was talking about how they're going to perfect the formula and, and all that. But wouldn't they need the original from Makoto first to be able to perfect the formula? So even if they had Seiwa's body, it wouldn't matter if they don't know what the formula is, right? True. Yeah. yeah. I guess they'll need both. Kind of glazed over, uh, or glazed, glossed over that when we were talking about their meeting. I guess Jin didn't know that Tokugawa wanted her body at first and that's why he buried her. So that's how he's going to find out that she's still alive because he has to go back and get her body and it's not there. This is going to be great. So yeah, so uh, Yoshinobu, his plan is to perfect the blue blood formula that Janome made and did he say that he's going to end up taking it? Is that what his plan is? I don't think so. He didn't say what, what specifically they plan on doing with it, right Jamal? No, I don't think they did. I think he said that it was going to be as a preventative measure for future insurrections against the the rule. Basically using it for military might. Right. I think that's what it was. Maybe making super soldiers? Probably. Maybe. 
Yeah, so that was a big thing that we probably shouldn't have skipped over. And I actually forgot that that was another big part of that conversation. So yeah, then Makoto was running. And then after that... We go back to Jin, I think. Yeah, yeah. So we go back to Jin and he's just walking down the street like a fucking sad boy. He was real emo. <laughs> yeah, real emo. He, he's got yelled at by the fucking president. So it's like, that's kind of depressing. He sees the police, yeah, interrogating or whatever these random civilians. Well, they were tagging in graffiti on the wall saying, down with Tokugawa, rise up or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the police are like, hey, fuck you guys. What are you guys doing? Blah, blah, blah. And they start beating the shit out of them with the butts of their guns. You would think that Jin would just walk past that. No, no, no. He does not. That's where the plot twist begins. Exactly. Grabs the butt of the gun, stops the officer from beating the dude, and goes straight up fucking Matrix on their ass and shoots the one dude in the head and the other officer is trying to fire at him and he's dodging bullets. How? So he does that. Roundhouse kicks the gun, catches the gun, and then blows the other fucking guy's head off. And then walks away like it's a fucking Christopher Nolan movie. Right. (laughs) What just happened? He hit the Matrix and then the Batman walk away. That shit was fantastic. Fucking, yeah, Jin was, everyone's known that he's going to be fucking cool as fuck when he like starts fighting people. But dog, he cut glasses in half on someone's face and then Matrixed police officers. It's fucking awesome. Maybe we'll have an actual fight between Jin and Sawa, teacher and mentor. That will be interesting. But I'm thinking that Jin will turn sides at some point. Or or Jin would just be like, kill me. And then Sawa just accidentally kills. And then we hear another one of her infamous anime screams. No! Oh, we'll hear it. We'll definitely hear it. It's coming. They got to be setting up for like a big war, right? Because, or uh, a revolution, you know, of the the people rising up and fighting up against the, the actual army. Because as you alluded to, Adam, he said he was going to send in the army if the police can't handle what's going on. So that's the only reason why I could think that Jen would go and put, kill police officers for the insurrectionists. So I don't know. It's going to be definitely interesting to see how that plays out. We got a shitstorm of brewing, boys. Uh, so then after that scene, we cut back to Sawa and Asahi. They are walking past a city or like they're, the city's in the background or something. And they're like in some woods. And this actually might be before the gin scene. So then Asahi is like, I'm Asahi. What was the last name? I don't know. Something that starts with an N. Yeah. So then Sawa says... Sawa, I think that's the first time she's uh, she's called herself Sawa, right? That's the first time that she told Asahi her, her real name. She said her name was Sawa at the end of the first episode when that one dude that always flirted with Sawa in the bookstore turned into a changeling and then Sawa had to kill him. Right. So, yeah, she told Asahi her real name and then they reached their destination after two days, I think it was two days after Jen killed those police officers. Or no, was it two days or two weeks? I think it said two days later. So two days later, they got to where they needed to be. And who knows what happened in those two days. I guess we will never know because that's how this anime works. 
and then cut to end credits. So now, what the fuck? Yeah, so what happens next episode? I'm thinking we will see Sawa and Asahi building their new life. We have to see more Makoto because what the fuck happened to her? Jin has to notice that Sawa... Here's my thing. Did Asahi just leave the casket straight up open? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, was that even a good idea when first leaving? <laughs> they were just like, nope, fuck it, we gotta go, right. let's go. <laughs> chase right after her, like, dig it up, buy yourself as much time. I know you're in a rush, but if Jen is going somewhere else, dig up the grave again to buy yourself more time. So therefore, if he's not digging up the grave, he doesn't know you're missing. If you're just a girl who's gone somewhere else, it's like, okay, well, she's somewhere. I can take my time. Well, also on the flip side, I think like the longer she sticks around, the uh, higher chance she gets caught because she knows that there's someone coming by to pick her up eventually, courtesy of Jin. So I think either way, it was uh, it was a fucked up situation. So whatever just get out of there just get out of there run through your tunnel okay then walk past those trees and then get to that cabin i think that's where they are a cabin i don't know some prefecture temple thing oh right the temple that's what it is the temple so then that's where we uh that's where we're left off at the end of episode six i think we're we're officially halfway through the season i think right i gotta say yeah because there's only 12 or 13 episodes in this season, so. Yeah, so it's a, it's a exciting stuff, exciting stuff. At least we're halfway through, and uh, some stuff should start to formulate. And like we said, this episode was pretty straightforward, but we should start to see some some stuff formulating as far as what we're going to see going into this finale, the season finale. Assuming that, um, we're, uh, that nothing pops up between now and next week's recording where we don't have to talk about video games or breaking news blah 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 and we're still reacting to the show i think we should do two episodes per review uh instead of just one okay what do you guys think i'm down with that i'm all with it adam if you think you can stuff in two episodes in in a week i'm all i'm all with it i'm all for stuffing Hey, well, all I know is that for those of you who are waiting for it, Taco Street out. Taco Street out, motherfuckers. Deuces. <laughs> <laughs>